Oh, hey there, every peoples! Before we get started, I just want to apologize if your RSS feed lit up like a Christmas tree yesterday. We just moved our audio hosting over and that meant repopulating the list. You'll also notice that every episode we've ever released is now available back on the RSS feed where it always belonged. No more 250 episode cap. So enjoy accessing all of the episodes we've ever released forever for free. But you're not here to hear apologies from me, no. You have come back to hear Tiff Compton continue her journey as a brand new GM. In the second episode of our Song of Ice and Fire campaign, our mercenaries have found themselves on a boat, heading across the narrow sea on a mission that, well, it's not gonna end well. We all know that. It's Game of Thrones. But they have a few choices in front of them. Which path will they go down? Only one way to find out. That's by listening to part two of our campaign. Because they may be mercenaries hired by Varys the Spider to hunt down a dragon queen. Oh, but really? They are terrible warriors. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, and I am not your GM for this. Our second game of A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh no! My good friend and fellow terrible warrior, Tiff! Hey, A.K.A. Hey, Fawn hey. Solo from the Nerd Hearth yes. is in fact running this game. Tiff? I am like ridiculously stoked right now because the first episode went pretty awesome. Last so, time um, on yeah. A Song of Ice and Fire, <laughs> I got poisoned <laughs> from Meister Pycelle. Bunch of people got into a bar fight. Dodd walked around the docks being pretty. We got yeah, onto sexy. a boat. We got seasick. We got into fights. We made up. We made out. Now we're <coughs> hanging out with a red priestess who's obviously offering to send us into a deep and fiery grave. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. And speaking of... As the maester, I feel like it's my job to do the recap. Who are being sent into a deep and terrible grave. Uh, I'm Darth Barker, the Muse, and I'm joined with... In alphabetical R. order. Bernard D. from out in Oshawa. Birdman! <laughs> Otherwise known as Mike Dodd. God, yeah! <laughs> God damn it, bird person. <laughs> and one's a bird and the other's a cock. It's Mr. Ecock here, Justin Ecock, <laughs> hanging out with y'all. Playing wow, the role of Maester Kalo, the only man of reason and the only one loyal to the realm, and oh, he's the only one who's sober. He's the learning who's for now. I think he's going to be getting very drunk. Uh, he is. The title of this episode is "The Bird Is the Word." He obviously <laughs> he can't go to Pentos on his own. I love it. He uh, he needs to follow these. The only three people that are going to keep him alive out here. But he, it, every minute that passes seems more and more like. Varys has sent him to die. This was an execution. Just a very slow and drawn out execution. Okay. That's so where we left off was <laughs> we're, we're in the, the boat. four of them had, yeah, they had a kind of difficult decision to make, whether they're going to um, trust this red priest who is ambiguous in nature and also, I mean, just kind of found them on the ship or go to Pentos and probably get beheaded with Aurochs and the Dothraki are just gonna, you know, use their skin as coats. They're not Reapers, but you know. So I'll just say, that's very, very <laughs> racist against the Dothraki <laughs> and implying certain parts of Dothraki culture, which are not, in fact, actual things. The Dothraki do not wear people's skins as coats. Person leather tans very, very poorly. <laughs> The fact that you know this is incredible. I'm a librarian. 
That was the most badass line I've ever heard. I'm a librarian. Back off, man. I'm a librarian. Back off, man. I'm a I'm actually a librarian, Mr. Kalo. <laughs> no, and, you're a dork. And by the way, I've been looking up. I got some stewardship roles if we need to ever hire mercenaries. That's a thing I can do. Um, nice. Yeah, I'll be looking after the the funds and the resources of this group, and uh, we will not be drinking all of our wine on the first day of the road. I mean, we'll Just see. Saying. But... I'm basically like your <laughs> scout leader. There you go. All right. Well, what did you guys did you guys come to a conclusion? Because the red priest is just kind of standing there, oh, very silently. Uh, you don't. It's basically it's pity, and you haven't asked their name. It's pity in a red coat. <laughs> I asked them to show me their face, and they didn't, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Did you actually ask? I did. I don't think you did. Shit. I okay. Did. Well, it, they're not the kind of person that would not show it, so I will say that they pulled down their hood and um, half of their face, the half um, halfway up the bridge of their nose to their forehead is covered in a golden mask, and the bottom half of their face is bare. Hmm. I'm going to go, you do speak some interesting truths, but I don't know if I trust you. I would not do this were there no, no other way. And I do not wish to see you torn apart by savages. Yes, returning to the question of why you would show someone a vision like that. You're a very, very strange person, and I say this even though you are a priest. I show you only the truth. What will come to pass? If we go what we're if we do what we're supposed to do. If you manage to kill the white haired girl, you will die. That's ominous. That that's well, I mean ominous. technically speaking, everyone will eventually die. There are no immortals in this Even the dragons <laughs> were not immortal. The stranger comes for us all in the end. Remember yes, you're exactly. saying I was sober? I'm not sober. Ooh, that was a good line, Bernard. That was good. <laughs> Well, there's a key word there. If we kill them, we're not the one necessarily killing them. Maybe cutting their Achilles tendon. Well, we are also not being paid to kill them. We are being paid to bring them back if possible. Would you rather get paid now or later? I understand that the Master of Whispers only gave you enough to get here. Whereas, you will not have to travel more than five days to get your reward from me. I don't know. Yes, but the question definitely arises that if we are to go with you and take your payment, then we are also likely to die later on when the Master of Whispers decides that he does not like being double-crossed. Did not the Master Whispers himself say that you were not the only ones he sent on this quest? Do you yes, really think he could keep track or record of who he sends yes if you want if you are to hear the stories about the master of whispers i think you agree that he likely keeps track of these very things soon there will be a war that will encompass this entire realm there will be no more need for records again there will oh, always be need for gross. records i then say as i take a drink from a bottle of something <laughs> From the wine skin that we tossed into the corner yeah. <laughs> after staring at the vision in. of the fire. <laughs> Pretty much. Be careful with that wine, uh, Maester. It could give you strange thoughts and visions. 
The only people that are getting strange thoughts and visions are the people that are listening to this mad woman. If you must, give it some time. But I would urge you to make a decision quickly. We arrive shortly, within the next two days. And if you choose to not come with me, the Dothraki will end your lives. Dun, dun, dun. They can try. <laughs> and they, uh, the Red Priest walks away, um, not looking daunted or annoyed that you didn't give them a decision. Uh, they just walk away. And, uh, yeah. You're just left in an awkward silence. What in the hells was that? <laughs> I do not know. That was very strange. Let's say on the off chance it's true. But if it's not, I'd rather not be a traitor to the realm. Mind you, I hold no real loyalty to this crown anyway, but... I, think I also don't want to die. I think it is fair to say that Anders and I do hold a certain degree of loyalty to the We are, after all, knights. The maesters don't hold loyalty to the crown. They just hold loyalty to the truth and to the realm. I offer my guidance. I've offered my opinions, but I've been charged to steward you three. So wherever you go, I'll have to follow. It's not like I can survive out here on my own anyways. I am in favor of completing the mission as we have been hired to do it. I'm loyal to my contract. Let's get. I like to think of myself as a man of honor, and I have told the Master of Whispers that I will do this thing. What Um, about you, Enders? I mean, let's just also be honest. This mission ends with our heads on spikes. Either we succeed, in which case their guards will kill us, or we fail, in which case Varys will kill us, or we succeed and make it away, in which case the next one to come around will kill us. There is no way we get through this particular story without our uh, all dying grizzly deaths. Uh, no, you're, you're talking like a Northman. You no. you are talking like someone out of like you are talking like a fucking Stark. <laughs> As one of my professors would say back in the Citadel, the Starks are always eventually right. Yeah, winter always has come. I mean, yes, but they pick the 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 motto they go by, which means that they are always eventually right. Is the uh, is the winter will always come? It is a physical requirement of the of the world that we live in. Well, it's kind of hard to be wrong when you're surrounded by snow. There, there you go. There's our people. That's Fake actually listing. a common misnomer. The North isn't always covered in snow. It spends much of its summer months as an idyllic green pasture land. <laughs> I now know what my. Uh, and now know what when I have my house, I now know what my uh, my my motto be, will be. My words shall be. Morning will come. There you go. That way, like the Starks, I will be always right, it's according ha. to the Citadel and the Maesters. A broken clock is also right twice a day. There are no clocks in this world. Really? A broken sundial. <laughs> a broken sundial is right twice a day. <laughs> Oh, we have three houses when when uh, the sand girl gets her own. <laughs> that <have> right. <laughs> Did you guys uh, want to call it there and just uh, show up in uh, Yes, Pentos? please. Otherwise, yeah. we, are will we, so, are we, are we deciding like, we'll go I, I'm okay if we actually do want to go down the mirror route or if we want to go to Pentos. Uh, I don't 
as a player, I think the mirror thing is more interesting. I'm just playing it out. Um, no, you're cool. We, Don't if worry. we go to Pentos, we're going to die. If we go to mirror, we might have some kind of future. Um, mm-hmm. But just know that by doing that, we are making a, 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 a choice that will be irreversible. Every choice is irreversible. It, not necessarily. <laughs> some choices can be forgiven. Some choices cannot. Meister, I have an idea. Since you have the ability to hire people, why don't we send some others to go with him and just report back to us? Well, We can be in two places at once. Ability to hire people. I mean, I can manage a a home. I can manage lands and holdings, but we're going to be dropping off into a foreign nation. It, It will take money and time and contacts of which we have neither while you guys are talking um we're gonna say that like this you're talking on the day when you're docking in pentos um Um, sure can i I, can i just raise one point to that yeah sure um though i do i do raise one question though and this is purely hypothetical please do not take this as me questioning doing my job um is more as a Half week's ride from Pentos, yes? More or less, yes. Yes, about that. If we were to deliver her to wherever the hell she is going, and we accept her payment, we have more money to finance finding the the targets and dealing with them. Yeah. Yes? Yes. And and we have the opportunity to check out the current political situation in the free cities, because that's always a mess with mercenaries being hired against other mercenary companies to fight each other. If we go into Pentos alone, straight from Westeros, it's someone, if others have already been sent, then someone might assume a threat that any Westerosi coming to Pentos are a threat to these Targaryen uh, children. If we come at it from a different point of view than anyone who saw us leave in King's Landing, they uh, they might uh, be somewhat uh, put aside by our uh, misdirection. And if we ha- if we do have to tell the spider that it took us an extra week or two to get the job done, if we are still to present him with his prizes, he will forgive that. You guys got a great point. Yeah, as, just as tell him a complication came up. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I have heard about Mir's lens crafting and. I would really love to get my hand on one of their magnification devices. They would be, really <laughs> be very interesting for my research. Very well, then. It, it, it is agreed. It is agreed. We will take the Red Priest money, we will escort them, we will ensure they go there safely, and when they are escorted, we will be on our way. So it seems as though the Red Priest already knew that you were going to side with them as of course they did. Walked... They jingled money in front of mercenaries. <laughs> exactly. They <laughs> Well... As you guys walk up to the dock to, um, or sorry, to the main level of the ship to to uh, walk out of the dock, you see the red priest there. Um, they don't look happy because they seem like they know something's going to happen, but they do look relieved that you all are going to escort them um, to Mir. Now, as the fog rolls back from the dock. An entire Kalasar can be spotted in the distance, and they are gaining rather quickly. It seems that the captain of the Grey Wren has offended Kalpono in some way, and he is here to collect his head. So, 
as the Kalasar approaches, crewmates are freaking out and jumping overboard because they know that the Dothraki will not go into the water. However, there is still about five or seven minutes before they actually arrive at the dock. You can just see them because they're coming across a flat plane. Um, is the dock are we in pentos or are we just taking a you're, dock somewhere you're in you're in pentos but the reason that the dothraki are there is because sorry i guess it's not Calpona yet i'm an idiot pono is there because he's part of um drogo's um Kalisar. but they're in pentos because of okay Daenerys so they're all marching through and to, then they see this yeah. boat with this flag going hey that guy owes us something exactly they saw it coming in they were like all right let's just go collect some heads so yeah, there's like they he has a pretty decent uh, you know portion of the Kalasar with him. Um, so yeah, like I said, there's like about five to seven minutes uh, before they actually reach the ship. Uh, okay. What do you want to do? Adrian, Armor go up. up. Where's the captain? Captain is shitting his pants and not Great. really Adric moving. literally walks up to him. He's got a sword at his side. He's got a spear and shield in hand. He's got a bow on his back with his quiver. He walks up to the captain, looks him in the eye. Do you want to live? Uh, yes. Shut your whining simple question. Yes or no? Yes? Good. Do you have a smaller boat? Mm, yes, there, there's, there's a, 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 a dinghy on each side of the ship. Take us to your smaller boat. Okay, so he takes you to the, um, I guess the dinghy that's like uh, hanging on the side of it. Great. Will it fit our party, the Red Priest, and him? It will fit everyone except the captain. Fantastic. <laughs> um, put us into the water. Once we're in the water, I throw him off the boat. And he is swimming for his life. Do you want me to make a roll for this? No, you know what? He's an asshole. He probably fucked Pono's daughter or something, so he deserves to die. <laughs> yeah. um, is he making any noise? Uh, the captain? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's like flailing his arms and shit, right? So the uh, Pono probably saw this and is probably coming for him. Um, but again, you have some time oh, and he's oh, not going to oh. be... The, the Dothraki aren't going to be coming for you After Adric but... kicks the captain off, he points back across the narrow sea. The Dothraki are over there. King's Landing <laughs> is back that way. I leave you to your chances, sir. <laughs> Don't worry. They apparently do not like water. Yeah, and he just starts, and he's like, Anders, take a, shall we take paddles? And do we just start rowing away yes. from the Dothraki? Just, now, just, just row away, and the captain is literally, like, he's still, like, shitting his pants, and he doesn't know where to go. Cause can I? Yep. All right, so I see the captain in the water clearly, right? Yep. I want to take my bow and put one between his eyes. What? Oh my killing. god, you're going to deny Pono? It's a mercy killing. That mm, That's true, but you're going to incur the wrath of Pono. That's actually... He's like, if, can he if, see it? He will be able to see... Well, he's... By now, he's about four minutes away. He so will be able luck. to see him. Uh, yeah, so I will... I'm going to say that Pono is going to be able to see the Someone. arrow the arrow okay. go between his eyes. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, get you to roll for well, that. Uh, as Crin starts taking out, starts uh, taking out her bow, because she's going to have to, what, pull it off her back? Because yes. we just yep. got into a boat. Um, yep. Adric holds up his hand and is like, wait, wait, wait. You know, if you shoot him now, then the Dothraki do not get him. But then the Dothraki become mad because they didn't get him. I have no desire or need to anger the Dothraki right now, especially for what we are doing. 
I also uh, understand the Dothraki tear their victims apart. At least he deserves a clean death. He got us here. He's probably going to drown before they even find them. For a captain of a boat, he is not a very good swimmer. <laughs> I'm still going to plug him. I'm going to put my okay. hand on uh, 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 Kern's shoulder and just be, you know, there are times and places, but this is just because he's going to have a grisly death. We all die dirty. We Very few of us, especially in our line, are ever going to get a clean death. Let this... We need to just leave and not spark the anger of a friggin' horde of cal- whatever these savages are. <laughs> I blanked out. Dothraki. <laughs> the Dothraki. I'm guessing 15. So you're you're rolling marksmanship, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then yes, 15. Um. I let me double check the difficulty here. Well, I mean, he has to hit. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm gonna say you did do that. Crin has to hit his uh, his combat defense. Her. Um, wait, no, in the water. Yeah, um, and then gets bonuses and success. I mean, that's probably like an amazing killing shot, right? It there. was. It was. Um, Hard is 15, and, like, that's perfect. It was bang on hard, not because I decided that that would be a hard shot. It sure. wouldn't be very hard because, yep. I mean, there, it's not that So, yeah, I, I mean, he's dead, and he is beginning to sink and then starts to float with an arrow sticking right up towards the sky. Uh, oh. So Pono sees this. And it's obviously and- not a Dothraki arrow. No, it's We're not a Dothraki arrow. <laughs> rowing away. Row the fuck away. Now, rowing luckily, the fuck away in the direction of Mir. Luckily, there is uh, <laughs> yeah, really, there is a an enclave in um, in a, a mountain that is beside the dock. So, um, rowing into there will give you a little bit of cover and let you disappear for now, because obviously the Dothraki do not go in the water. So, for the moment, you are safe. Well, this mission uh, you is take off a breath. start. Uh, once you get uh, out of this enclave, however, you will have to dock and make your way on foot. So, what do you want to do for now? Document everything. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, do, do, does Kryn, do Kryn's arrows all have the same fletching on them? Like, does she use a distinct color or something? No, they're all just off-the-rack arrows. Okay, cool. Probably, like, um, salvaged and stuff, yeah? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, great. That's good, though, because it means that she doesn't generic... She yes. doesn't have some specific color of arrow that they can notice the fletching from or something. There will be exactly. no CSI. Yeah. There's no There's no arrow. Dothraki CSI! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can see Pono just, like, kneeling beside the corpse and picking up the thing taking off his sunglasses and saying this is a bad day to be hit between <laughs> and then the who just screaming yeah <laughs> <laughs> or whatever yeah is in Dothraki yeah exactly <laughs> or something I can look that up but not right now <laughs> <laughs> not right now <laughs> okay so are we just gonna go right to uh, Dryland yeah. Yep. yeah okay uh, well, since they're all safe for now, you, um, you dock up on a piece of 
a sandbar rather. Um, so you have to trudge through a little bit of water. Uh, but otherwise, you're just going to be walking straight through the flatlands towards Mir. It's not going to be more than a three-day trek. Um, walking along the beach, there is a little wooded area wet that the Red Priest, which still haven't asked their name, uh, suggests we'll give them cover um, so they can walk without being oh, okay. I mean, let's, bothered. Let's be reasonable. I mean, as are we, are we role-playing out every micro-movement? At, at what point am I just going to find out what their name is? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's fair. You know, that, if, if we're going to spend a few days here and, and we're going to talk, I mean, uh, I'm happy to enter into some debate, uh, science versus religion, and just go back and forth on, on what the, the, the Lord of Light really is offering versus the actual light of, like, the Citadel, for example. And, true. you know, you... Well, okay. Because so what's interesting between the Red Priests sort of and the Citadel, of course, the Citadel keeps an eternal flame burning at the top of their tower at all times, uh, the, the light of knowledge and reason. And so, uh, you know... The, the maesters see flames as a symbolic thing as well, just for completely different reasons. That's true. That's a good so point. So I'm, I'm happy to... So through this, I mean, this is just yeah, me playing... Through I, all this I wanna talking, get, I wanna you get would a have trait, ascertained I wanna that pick the up a Red trait where I'm like a friend with Aren. Aren? Discord so you guys can see it. Cool. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like it has an apostrophe in it somewhere. Nope. Just Aww. simple Aren. I like it. R apostrophe, R apostrophe, N apostrophe. I really feel like it should be R apostrophe E R. Damn it! Well, you you're like your that R sound that you gave at the start there is really hard. Arr, like a part. Sounds like Aaron. You know, we have a we have Aaron of the Veil. Adric Andrews and Aaron. Oh God! Why not? Why not? Why not? The next three stooges. Okay. All right, so when you guys are walking into this um, into this lightly wooded area, um, you see a wagon with one driver and one horse. Um, the driver stops and immediately zones in on Krim and says, Hello, you, my but you are a beauty. Hmm? Why are you in the company of such grizzled men? Come with me and drink the finest Dornish wines all day. Oh, I'd love to, but uh, I promised these grizzled men that I'd I'd see the world with them. They're showing me around. And as uh, as Kryn is talking, he uh, gets up from his seat and walks towards the back of the wagon, the the covered wagon, and bangs on it three times with his fist. And three men jump out of the back, brandishing short swords and daggers. Now, surrender your valuables, or we'll be removing them forcibly. I'm, I'm sorry. Are are you being serious now about this? Because you you are you are seeing that myself and Surrender Stain, who is with me here, are both well armed, armored knights. We like and... our chances. I'm not sure. I mean, it is your life to throw away if you are so wishing. But uh, I'm actually just face palm. <laughs> Yeah, before we get into the fight, Tiff, I'm going to try a Persuasion Intimidate check. Okay. Um, because... I, I mean, I'm, they're pretty dim people, so... They, they may be pretty dim people. Can I distract uh, them before he does this? <laughs> You're going to take out your tits. I love that! I am. Um, I'm going to roll Seduce. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so that's roll... Is this going to grant me some kind of bonus or lower my difficulty? I hope so. <laughs> because you're going to be distracted by your tits, too? <laughs> <laughs> 
15. Okay, hold on. And I am gorgeous. And then let's see what I roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, buddy. 15. 15. Yeah, um, okay, so you both were spectacularly successful. So they kind of look at each other. Like boys. Yeah. Much rather take your chances with these. Yeah, and Adric just rolls his shoulders and slightly limbers up, and he's just got he he spins his spear in one hand just before <laughs> planting it on the ground. And he's just he's shrugging. He's just looking at them. He's like, you know, you're just a like. Why are we doing this, boys? Really? <laughs> All right. Well, the guys oh God, that are just. <laughs> They, uh, the guys that aren't staring right at Corinne's chest, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're digging the, the whole vibe that Adric's putting down. And they seem to now notice how much armor you have on and how well armed you are. And he, the leader of the smugglers are just kind of like, is, is, um, I don't, uh, yeah, all right. I, I mean, I guess we could... Uh, Apologize we could beyond your way? Sh- uh, sure. Gentlemen, uh, if I may say... And then you can apologize. No, no, no. They, they, Perhaps they, they should be paying weapons, us however. a toll for letting them go. After all, they have uh, already cost us the time of our journey and the inconvenience. Mm. The time of our journey well, and the inconvenience, because we will note to you, however, that the Dothraki are about over there. Yeah, so we could probably use that wagon as well. <laughs> and he points in the direction that the Dothra- that the Kalisar was in. <laughs> we'll so take their horses, under- we'll take you, their you wagon, just, you, we'll you take their You can't just gold. leave me here with nothing. You, you can't just leave us here to, to, to die. You were about to do the same to us, I'd oh, say. Well, I, I mean, come on, it's, it's business, darling. This is business. Which of you is the brains behind this operation? Oh, I like to think I'm the brains behind this operation. Excellent. Tiff? Yes. Uh, I'm rolling fighting. I'm gonna put just put my spear through his throat. Okay, roll it. I'm getting bored with this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taking Talk the wagon, we're taking the horses, okay. we're taking their gold, so and you can spear, take a hike. The spear all, like almost decapitates when, him. Uh, I'm just trying to roll R seven d six. Um, Holy! So that's Jesus. twenty-three. Yeah, you you only needed fifteen. Uh. Uh, he's not decapitating. He's he's literally the guy's just like I like to think I'm the brains of the operation. Adric Spear comes up and goes through his throat for about two and a half feet before he pulls it back. Uh, uh, the rest of you might wish to elect a new leader. Uh, my companion has definitely shown the um, our prowess. Not not his martial prowess, but the um, the flaws that your old leader possessed. So and even before that, before uh, Anders even s- finishes talking, they're all running away now, and the wagon is there, and the horse is just kind of you know neighing because he's bad. I, uh, I climb into the just giving the horse like a sideways glance. Uh, as he uh, the blood <laughs> off his spear. The maester climbs into the back of the wagon. It's so wonderful okay. now to get well, my feet off go. of the ground. Um, in, I, I motion for like the, uh, the 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 red priest and the uh, and the others to uh, to to join in the back and the, the three of you can obviously look after uh, defending the. Uh, I take his coin pouch. Okay, sounds good. Are the um, 
are the the uh, the other three highwaymen running in the uh, direction that the other oh, tracking? Oh, the jocks are. I think yes, they are. No, They're these highwaymen in the direction oh, of the Kalasar. Awesome. Anders, yep. will just, Anders is just going to shake his head. They were actually on. They oh. were actually on the way to Pentos um, to present the new queen, uh, the new Khaleesi with the. With um, gifts, wedding gifts. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say uh, these uh, bandits were they? Um, do they look like they're from the free cities? Do they look like they're like? Uh, they look uh, like they're from from Westeros um, who abandoned they look like armies, they're from like deserters, Marine almost. But obviously, like they, their skin complexion is okay. a darker. Because this close tone. to Pentos, these bandits could have easily been deserters from Westeros as well. They might have yeah. been. Yes. They might have been. They. Uh, they it's, it's undetermined, and their act. One the the leader's accent obviously was Westerosi, so. Uh, but the rest of them, they look like they're they hail from all over. One of them had a very dark skin tone. Uh, one of them had like an olive complexion. Well, I feel no, I feel no problem with dispatching deserters. So that's fine. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, yeah. Great. All right. Well, when you guys except they're the, the ones wagon, going where we're supposed see. to be going. I want to remind you, but we're gonna now head <laughs> in the other direction. Gonna get there eventually, though. But yeah, now we've, we've got, got a gifts. wagon and we've got <laughs> gifts. No, but you know what we have that we just got from the bandits is a wagon and gifts already prepared for this new Khaleesi. Now we've got a way into this party. There you go. That's true. And ah, perhaps she'd it. be interested in meeting her own kin from Westeros itself. It's being surrounded by foreigners her whole life. She'd probably welcome us into her inner circle. <laughs> God. Her, we can I mean, we can continue on to Mir, but it now. seems that through circumstance and maybe a bit of fate, we've already got everything we need right here, and we've already uh, we've already escorted them half of the way. She can just continue on without us. Let's get uh, back on course. I do not I do not care what you do after you bring me to Mir. You will be free with a l- lot of gold in your pocket. I'm sure we will. I'd say, shaking my head, no, we won't. <laughs> um, okay, our, our so in word. the back in the back of the wagon, um, if you guys look around at all, uh, you'll see a lot of provisions, yeah. um, which is good, because obviously it's going to be like a few days' journey before you can stock up again. You also see um, a small metal strong box, and it's got some pretty um, intricate designs on it you also see um how intricate a, like do i know the um well it's like you know filigreed and stuff like that it looks like it was made by a metalsmith wait a minute jo- is, jewelry. This, is this the box no did we get th- the chest that was a wooden box <laughs> oh i got thievery i can try and open it i was really excited about us getting dragon eggs for a minute okay can i you try jumped ahead of me it? derek <laughs> uh hold on you can in two seconds Okay. Other other things in the back of this wagon include um, some scrolls uh, that seem nondescript. Um, some of them are still sealed with uh, with house seals, which seems odd to you, Kahlo, because, I mean, how the hell would they get those kind of scrolls? There is also um, a, uh, a chest that is uh, locked, but it doesn't look like it is... It, possesses anything interesting it is however a bigger um box and uh it's got some writing on it that uh um that someone Kala would probably recognize comes from a shy 
Oh. So there's so, an eclectic mix of things here. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of stuff. So, um, um, Kryn, you wanted to try and open the small box? Yep, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, not gonna happen! No, unfortunately, your lockpick breaks. Um, it not doesn't break inside, though, so you can try again later. Um, okay. Hopefully but it's a Skyrim lock. Did I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did anyone want to look at anything else there? What, we have a locked box and we got a dead body with no key on it? Okay. There, yeah, that's a good boy. That's they ran that off. Gotta go back to the bodies, man. I mean, I did take his, his pouch of valuables. He, he looted that's, his body. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. You took the pouch. We'll say the key is in there. There is oh. a large key and a small key. The small key is um, bright bronze and the big key is like a tarnished pewter color. It's clear which one goes to which. I box. pass them over to the maester. Well, I mean, sure, and I'll uh, collect these scrolls and see uh, what is going on here. Uh, there, th- those are uh, we're, uh, seven kingdom houses, eh? This, uh, mm-hmm. The seals. Well, this is interesting to see this on the other side of the sea. Um, we should probably check <laughs> to find out where these are from. Uh, <laughs> so once he once he reads. Um, uh, you're looking at you're looking at the scrolls, right? I wanted to look at the scrolls, but I've been handed the keys. Yeah. So does everyone be like, "What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box?" Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Like, what's in the box? You would just take stock of our inventory. You would notice that. <laughs> briefly, you would notice that a lot of the um, the scrolls seem to be addressed to the citadel from the north. Like from northern houses. So, oh, so they're basically addressed. Forester. They're practically addressed to me. So there you I, go. exactly. So we'll <laughs> exactly. open them up as a representative of the Citadel, and I'll find out what exactly they had to say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I hand the keys off to Kieran. Go open up the chest. See what's inside. This is obviously <laughs> what's more interesting. This is all I need. I love that we're playing hot potato with the keys. <laughs> all right, I'll open them. All right, which one do you want to open first? I want to open the one I was trying to lock pick first. Okay. So the small strong box that is metal, um, inside you see a, uh, a choker, um, but it's not something you've ever seen before. It looks like it's, um, it's, uh, it's been made to look like something else, uh, almost like a recasting um, because it's not perfect around the edges. So it's probably being sent off to be um, to uh, like a metalsmith to be refined. Uh, in the middle, it's got a very dark crimson-looking um, red stone, uh, possibly a ruby. Uh, and, but otherwise, it doesn't do anything. It's just sitting there. It's pretty, but it's not finished. Um, so that's that's. I'm okay. I'm gonna look at the rest of my compagency. This is pretty. <laughs> We should be keeping this for the moment in case we need it to uh, get in later. What is in the other box? Let's find out. Okay. Door number two. But first, what do I find out in the scrolls? (laughs) (laughs) I open up one of the scrolls in the north address to the Citadel. What what would you find in the scroll? Did you want to know? Yeah. I mean... Okay, well, the one scroll that you open, uh, the first... Uh, part of it just seems to be uh, a run-of-the-mill um, just a, you know, a, an update of what's going on um, at uh, the Forester 
um, at the Forrester house. So most of it seems pretty, you know, nondescript. Um, and then it gets more into the weather, how much uh, snow they've been getting of late. Uh, people seem to be convinced that the winter that they're going to be getting this northerners time are always is going to be much longer. Yeah, the northerners always convinced Say it's what? about to be winter, but we get summer winters all the time. That's all this is, just another yeah. summer winter. Um, and then at the end of the scroll, you see something very weird, uh, something you've seen before in Tall Tales, but there's a description of uh, a being that is very pale of skin, almost blue. Um, there is actually an illustration by the maester of the Forester House. And it looks like nothing you've seen before. It looks like something out of a tall tale. I'm keeping this scroll in my collection of scrolls that I keep <laughs> around my belt. Uh, <laughs> in your scroll decks. This, this, <laughs> this might be important, at least when we return back, when I return back to the Citadel. I feel like this is something that should have reached them. And I'm... It's curious that it has ended up here in a wagon in Essos. How does this It possible? isn't curious indeed. Meanwhile, in, Kern opens up the box. The smaller, inside the larger box, that seems to be rather, you know, relatively uninteresting on the outside, are three large <laughs> scale stones. <laughs> there are relatively dull in color but you can see that there's an underlying green red and gold and they're sitting in a bed of straw and it doesn't seem like there's anything really i mean they just look like stones but they look like someone might have carved them or something it just seems odd that there's just they, they've got a weird just, scale pattern carved yeah in them. they're they're scaly um it's uh, it's nothing that anyone has ever seen before, unless someone wants to roll me knowledge. Uh, how are these at, things? As, Justin? At 35, I would have been around for the War of the Nine pen, uh, Ten Penny Kings. Or the, yeah, and, you, would have, and I, and, you and would have been around would have, when, when the, really, the dragons were dying the out. Really, really, really young, like, yes. they, when, they, when they were all, like, tiny and mutated and like inbred. Dog yes. size when they were dog-sized. And, 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 and they didn't live very long. And it's mm -hmm. certainly possible at the Citadel I would have even studied some of their bones. Um, mm -hmm. and, and failed eggs that would have been too soft for the fetuses to survive. And even, them. like, illustrations of oh, eggs yeah. and stuff like that. Um, would you want me to roll for knowledge to see if I do have that no, or memory? You know what? Your knowledge is, is so high that I'm assuming you wouldn't know that. And of course, I'm also uh, a skeptic. If you want to roll for memory, that's fine. But honestly, I'm assuming you will know. I'm going to dismiss these things anyways because they're just stones okay. that have been carved in the style of dragon eggs, probably because of the Targaryen okay. queen, that Fair you know, enough. Uh, the Targaryen princess uh, that is uh, getting married. Uh, this is... Uh, just someone's trying to brown nose the, the the someone who they don't these are worthless uh, very fine craftsmanship though well, then the th real we'll treasure is the things written in these scrolls then we take them with <laughs> us for feeling now, the bandits the didn't load, know we... to even look at them oh. <laughs> you know what they might make a good gift to get us through the door if mm, more likely they'll make a good paperweight in fact and I then take one of them and I use them to hold down some of the loose paper that's blowing around <laughs> oh in the back God. of the <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I'm like I should make a copy of this, this letter 
Would, I, would you put us in the same room? I should I make a copy of this letter from Forrester. Support the entire future uh, of Westeros. I want to oh, transcribe no. the letter from House Forrester to the Citadel and make a copy of it for my own records and my own document of our journeys and make okay. like a. I'm doing like an etching or a, a, a tracing of this uh, drawing of this creature that this. Yeah. I thought was a very reasonable man, but as clearly failing clearly in his age and and, 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 and and he's he's starting to believe some of the uh, the, the the nanny's tales a little too seriously so the folk stories. Um, he's, he, he, he but needless to say it's important for me to take a comment of this because I could be able to take this back to the citadel get him kicked out of house Forrester and possibly get assigned and to that then house. replace him exactly could you so, wonder why you were sent with this band of misfits so so I, I uh, but but it's a little windy here in the back because we're kind of in the like near the deserts and so uh, I need I need something to hold down the the paper in place uh, and, and there's three of them so I can put one on each corner and, and my hand on the other and then I can use it to trace out the uh, the, the, oh the etching oh, so dur- during this time but the I choker might be valuable we should hold on to that going. to barter it yes. for later Yes, so the horse, uh, Adric, is, uh, is, is uh, leaving it towards going uh, in the direction of Mur. Yes. yes okay so <laughs> After that uh, interesting encounter, um, they continue on to Mir, um, and the Red Priest, you know, they continue to be pretty, um, not standoffish, but they don't really talk very much. Uh, arriving in Mir, um, the uh, um, Arin in mere tells moments. you where to go. Say what? Sorry, we're arriving in mere <laughs> moments. If yes. It, if it, it's a joke on words. I'm a maester. It's all I have. Oh, no. no. Uh, so, um, you are arriving um, in uh, in what looks like to be a brothel on the outside. Uh, but um, Aaron leads you down into a room underneath what is most definitely a brothel. As you descend the stairs, you can hear that it's a brothel and smell that it's a brothel. Um, and uh, this is a room where they are suggesting that you stay for now until she can get they can get your money. Um, now it is completely up to you what you want to do now. Uh, Aaron tells you to wait here while she can get the proprietor of the brothel to bring your gold. Sure. Once she leaves, Adric looks around. So what do you think the chances are that she is actually getting someone to come and kill us? We're all going to die. We should go find another place to sleep tonight. Hmm. That's a solid idea. (laughs) Indeed. I agree. All right. (laughs) So no one stops you you as you walk out. You know what I suggest is we leave some of those stones underneath the bed to make it look like someone's sleeping here. Oh my lord. No, no, we should take this them with breaking us. breaking my heart. <laughs> you had to know that this would happen, Tim. I know! <laughs> we are terrible warriors. <laughs> we should take them with us. They, We can throw them at people if the doth, or we can use them uh, oh, as, yeah, as yeah. missile weapons. Well, exactly. No, no. Uh, Anders and I have been like tossing it back and forth here. like a little game of catch. No, 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 we simply stay here, and when they come for us, we simply kill them. With the stones. Well, no, no. You guys are I killing mean, me. We, we, we are in rooms right now. They would have to either break through the walls or come through the door. If they come through the door, we have a bottleneck going on. They cannot shoot arrows past their own men, which means that we can pl- probably pile their bodies relatively high. They're people after probably the dozenth man that we kill. At which point, they are going to give up. 
and we can talk reasonably, like actual people, you know? Yes. We create a bulwark around the door, we have a couple of traps just in case, and we prepare to uh, slaughter those who want to kill us in our sleep. There you go. And as you guys are discussing uh, I this... I would like to, if we're going to do this, um, I have several poisons. Uh, could I make one into, um, on like a on like a cloth and, and wipe onto one of my daggers? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that might might be helpful to help give me a bit of an edge in a combat situation where I'm not going to do well in combat, but, you know, I stick him <laughs> with a poison blade, as the Dornish are known to do, you know, maybe mm-hmm. uh, this uh, uh, this will work out for us. So here's what I propose. It is this. Sand, you have, uh, you are very good with a bow, I've seen. Yes. You are, be- you are probably better than me with a bow, which I do not say lately. You cover us from the corner. The first man who comes to the door with vile intent, you shoot in the throat. I will take the next with my spear. Anders, at that point, you will have slowed them down. You will engage with your sword. I will draw my sword. I will sit in the corner documenting. (laughs) (laughs) I am sitting in a corner right now as these three Dornish psychopaths murder an entire brothels full of guards. What the hell am I even doing here? Oh, God, please take me back. As you guys are talking about I was going to say, maybe I could plan. go for a walk somewhere Actually, and just let you handle this. How many this. guards are there in here? You guys don't know yet. However many There's, they you guys are, You guys are alone in the room right now. Oh, I have an so, idea. Talking I, about the plan, he's already so, moving into place for us. Okay. Anders, I got a plan. <laughs> We're in a brothel. I'm a gorgeous woman. Why don't I just walk around? No one's going to even blink an eye at me. That works. Well, it is true. Take off your clothes. Away. It will work they well. might blink an eye at the... I'm gonna do it and weapons. Okay, I'm taking okay. off all so, my clothes. I'm oh gonna my put on my. I, I like the nudity plan. <laughs> and okay. Under, <laughs> who has a dagger? Well, I mean, it's, I, I do. think that we all have daggers. Okay, I'm gonna take a dagger, my and my slinkiest, sexy outfit, and uh, I'm gonna go take. A- okay, so before any of you can leave the room. Despite all of your planning, the red uh, Aaron walks back into the room holding four satchels that are definitely full of gold because you can hear them clinking. And they look around at all of you, seeing that you're battle ready, except for Kryn, who is naked. And they kind of blink a couple times, though you can't tell because she's got that mask on. And she places the bags of gold on the side table unsure of if she should move if they should move because I am, legit- I, I am legitimately actually surprised that you have not in fact come here with guards to kill us I am a woman of my word and after, nice. she, after she says that she takes off the mask and Kryn would recognize this woman as her mother Holy say shit. what are we ending there is that our cliffhanger yes we are Oh, Damn. mother, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's, not, it's not like she hasn't seen it before. She's I mean, changing your diapers. We do have two oh, more minutes if we want to play this out. Uh, you know what? That's actually a great place to end it because I don't have much planned after this. Okay. <laughs> it, it's okay. So I'm saying start naked in front of my mom. Great. Yes. Come I will document. When Crid puts some clothes on and we go off to murder Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to beat you to death with these paperweights. Actually, no. Uh, <laughs> these paperweights actually are really good on your sore back. You can kind of roll them around when you're sitting on a chair. <laughs> and they really get into the muscles. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Yeah, you should all try them. I mean, there's there's three. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, Grin's not wearing any clothes right now, so we well, the men can <laughs> work this in between your in, in, boys. right in Take the small of your back. Just you know, sit down on a chair and just feel the the stone. Ah, oh, it's real nice. It's all like a uh, massaging stones. This could really be the next trend in Westeros. These massaging oh stones. We should bring them back. <laughs> hot, I should hot dragon I should, stone. Massage. I should patent these hot stones. Oh my god, Citadel. we have to set them on fire. Guys. No! No, you're not! <laughs> yes, we don't care! No, no! Then it would be truly an Algent universe. And if yes, you guys want to do that... Dragons, well, I'm not going to set them on I fire, but I am going to heat them up in a pot of boiling water so that I can then put them into my... into my... into my socks. Uh, use them as, like, a, a warming bedpan, right? Like, like so, so I can keep my sheets clean at night, because it gets cold in the desert! <laughs> you realize oh, this is a okay. We have to end this episode now before we further derail the plot of Game of Thrones. Oh no! This is like you know, you know Star those wars. If we kick Darth Vader in the nuts, you know those hot coals. You know those hot coals when you're in a sauna. No, you know when you have those hot coals. We we can make a nice little homemade sauna here, and you just kind of pour the hot water over them, and it'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it looks like they are cracking. They are broken. We should throw them out. <laughs> Defective masonry, you know, with 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 uh, with some dragon glass, this might actually be able to hold on a little bit longer. We should we should try and uh, mine some of these into those stones. It might be better than out of, out of actually like rock. I mean, honestly, these things look like crap. Oh no! I I've think seen I've seen dragon I've things, seen better craftsmanship. Solve those. I've seen better craftsmanship in the region. We can go and conquer Westeros in season two. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Because we don't dither around about all our relationship trauma. We just take our dragons and conquer the world. I mean, I really do want to get a magnifying glass and mirror because their craftsmanship in glasswork is bar none. So maybe we can trade in go. these massaging heat stones for a, nice, one of those stones. for a nice pair of like uh, bifocals. You're getting that all day. I'm 35. I mean, the average life expectancy is just about 38, so... That's true. Yep. Anyway, oh, um, th this has been the second episode of A Song of Ice and Fire by our first-time GM, longtime terrible warrior, Tiff Fon Solo Compton from the nerdhearth.com. And that's really been Derek the Bard from website. Chasing the Muse, uh, out from his Edmonton crew. Woo! I then, came out from under my rock and then I drank wine. And now Dodd can introduce me and then uh, Bernard can introduce Dodd. And that has been and Justin, Mr. I'm a giant dorky cock. I prefer birds. I prefer nerd. And that was uh, Birdman Dodd um, who's playing the sexy, sexy babe who got naked in front of her mom. <laughs> And that's been the voice of Bernard D, who uh, runs the Vampire the Masquerade game out in Toronto, Ontario for Canada at midnight. Just want to say it wouldn't be a Game of Thrones episode if it didn't have some casual incest. Yeah, there you go. I'm and not fucking my mom! <laughs> I mean... We, we've got the movies quotient, at least, of Game of Thrones. Uh, sorry, yes, exactly. Dot. I think There's we're going to have to leave that up to a dice roll. That's... Yeah. 
You know what's the beautiful part about all this? Everybody in my apartment complex just heard me scream, I'm not fucking my mom. Sick. <laughs> well, well, you know what, of all oh, the statements they could hear, that's a, probably why, a good one for you to shout. Tiff, why didn't, Anywho, you, why didn't you have Birdman... Come back next episode... Tiff, why didn't you have Birdman roll for composure? ...whether or not things happen between Crin and her mom. Oh come back God. next week when we have Blades in the Dark... Um, Happy I can't Mother's even remember Day. what happened if this is the second episode or the third episode you're gonna hear, but things are great, they steal stuff, it's awesome. Thank you for listening to this, and thank you, Tiff, for running this game. You're doing a great job so far, and I cannot wait to see what happens next. I'm naked. Have a good night, everyone! Part 3 of A Song of Ice and Fire will be in two weeks' time. But if you're a Patreon supporter, you can head right now to terriblewarriors.com Patreon, where you will have access to a middle-of-the-road debrief, because we actually stopped recording after this second episode and met a few weeks later to record the last half. So we decided to record a debrief. How did the game go? What were we enjoying? What are we thinking about what's going to happen next? If you're a Patreon supporter, you can download that episode today. And if you return to us on Tuesday, we start rolling out the third chapter in our ongoing campaigns here for our fifth year. Yeah, that's right, we're coming back to Sailor Moon Thunderheart. With the Trial of Love now behind them, the Sailor Scouts have two more trials to complete. Mmm, but they're running out of time as Queen Beryl barrels in. Don't worry, it's still gonna be silly. And next week on Thursdays, alternating with A Song of Ice and Fire, Derek the Bard and his Edmonton crew continue with Blades in the Dark. The Gulls are planning their heist, and things are about to go down. But what Derek is about to experience, well, he wasn't ready for it. You can find out what happened on Thursday. And on Tuesdays, alternating with Sailor Moon, we have our ongoing story of Star Trek adventures as the USS Horizon is responding to a distress call from a Klingon ship, it's time for our first away mission. Cue the transporter sounds. And we have new games recording, getting ready for our November releases. We'll be playing 7th Sea Unknown Armies. Got a Star Wars game coming out for you. Oh, it's gonna be a fun time. You can find all that out at terriblewarriors.com and click on the schedule button. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more and you want to get involved in choosing our future games, consider becoming a Patreon supporter. You'll get access to debriefs and mid-briefs and pre-briefs and lots of briefs. But you'll also get access to our Discord channel where you can listen in to some of our recordings if we're able to hook them into Discord when we're recording the game. And hey, if you're not a Patreon supporter, you can still hang out on the Discord channel. We got a lot of people hanging out there, not just the people that are giving us money. We've got some groups that are playing games together. We're uh, playing the hell out of Destiny 2 right now. Uh, come hang out in Discord. Let us know what you think about the show. And if I broke the RSS feed migrating to that new host, uh, you know, you can tell me there too. Or you can just follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors, where we are always there. Today's Terrible Warriors and your mercenaries of the Seven Kingdoms. They were Justin Eacock, Derek Burrow, Mike Dodd, Bernard Dawson, and Game Master Tiff Compton. And we will return to a song of ice and fire, blood and gold, in two weeks' time. And until then, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for clicking that subscribe button. Thank you for leaving reviews and letting us know the stuff that you like and the stuff that you don't like. Thanks for playing those games, letting us know how those games go. And thank you for being a terrible warrior.